Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of agriculture and rural life. I'm Adam Albrick. Today we're welcoming on Colleen Landkammer, who serves as the State Director of USDA Rural Development in Minnesota. Colleen is going to chat about the Rural Energy for America program, also known as REAP, and value-added producer grants. Welcome to the program, Colleen. Thank you for having me on today, Adam. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Well, thank you very much for taking some time and being here with us today. Colleen, could you get us started by giving an overview of these two programs before we dive further into some details? That sounds wonderful. I'll first talk about the Rural Energy for America program and then the Value Added Producer Grant program. The Rural Energy for America program now covers 50% of the project cost for renewable energy and energy efficiency projects. Applications are accepted anytime and now compete on a quarterly basis. The next application deadline is June 30th. Renewable energy projects have a minimum grant request of $2,500 and a maximum request of $1 million. Energy efficiency projects have a minimum grant request of $1,500 and a maximum request of $500,000. Eligible applicants are rural small businesses and ag producers. An ag producer is defined as an individual or entity that receives 50% or more of their income from agricultural operations. A small business must be within SBA small business standards for their respective industry. Typical projects we have have had in the past are solar, wind, and grain dryers. We're hearing more talk about biodigesters and geothermal. So those are some of the projects that would be looked at. Let me go into the value-added producer grant program. This program has an application window that opens each year. Unfortunately, the deadline for submitting applications was May 16th, so the next year will be when the applications open again, but it gives people time to figure out how they're going to submit their applications and get ready to do that. The value-added producer grant helps ag producers enter value-added activities to generate new products, create and expand marketing opportunities, and it also increases producer income. It offers two options, planning grants and working capital. Now the planning grant maximum request is $75,000 and the working capital maximum is $250,000. The grant requires a one-to-one match. Planning activities include conducting feasibility studies and developing business plans for processing and marketing the proposed value-added product. Working capital can't cover equipment. I just want to be real clear on that. But it can cover processing costs, marketing, advertising, and salary expenses. So that's a broad overview of both the Rural for Energy for America program and the value-added producer grant program. Uh, Colleen, it seems like there are a lot of opportunities for farmers, ranchers, agribusinesses, and just rural businesses in general right now, specifically on this front. The Inflation Reduction Act was passed. You think of all the funding for climate smart agriculture. There are a lot of opportunities at the farm level right now, aren't there? 
There are so many opportunities at the farm level, and we want to get these dollars out there and running so that producers can increase their renewable energy and also to give them value-added products that increase their incomes also and are good for the country. Are you seeing more and more farmers and ranchers adapt or adopt these new technologies when you, when you think of whether it's um, solar or wind or, as you pointed out, geothermal? We are seeing an uptick in adoption, and we're really excited about that because when we talk about climate-smart agriculture, this is all a piece of it, and it can make such a difference in the way they function and and in their lives. So we're hoping that people will really take advantage of this. This year is the first time for a 50% grant with the Renewable Energy for America program. So that that's significant. I do want to say, and I should have said this earlier, Rural Energy for America funds can't be used for residential use. So that's something everybody should think about. Are there any other limitations that people should be aware of when they're looking and into participating into these programs? Well, I would encourage them if they, they see a program they'd like to participate in, um, that they contact our offices. Um, because if they have questions, we can respond to those questions and um, get them on the right path rather than going through the whole process and then finding out they wouldn't be eligible. Um, we don't see a lot of limitations, but you never know. So I, I just think it's probably a good idea for people to do that. Absolutely. And, and are these programs available in all 50 states? Yes, they are. All 50 states, um, plus um, Puerto Rico and um, other areas like that. And so if somebody is interested in participating, do they need to work with uh, any private lenders or do all participants work directly through rural development? Well, lenders can serve, can serve two primary roles. First, lenders can inform their borrowers of the availability of funds. That's important. Second, if the lender should be providing loan funds to match the grant, and feel that they need a guarantee on the loan, the lender can also request funding under our Rural Energy for America Guaranteed Loan Program. So lenders can play a big part in this. All right. Is there anything else about these programs that we haven't touched upon? I think on these two programs, we've touched on um, the, the overarching um, information. Um, we're always willing to talk to anybody um, who's interested and if they want to go deeper into the weeds. So that's always an option. Before we wrap up here, Colleen, just out of curiosity, what do you feel are the largest benefits of these programs and why do you feel people should really give it a good thought and consideration uh, to potentially applying? Well, I think that, you know, we're, we're all about climate smart, um, you know, making sure that um, our climate um, gets better. And so we're excited about that. But it also um, cuts down on energy um, expenses for um, our producers and our small businesses. And that's a huge deal. Um, energy is expensive. And this is a way where you can cut down on your expenses. And also, it you're not de as dependent on um, foreign 
um, energy, oil, whatever. So there's there's so many ways that this can be helpful to not only our producers and our small businesses, but our country as a whole. So we're really excited about it. And I'm hoping that um, all producers and um, small businesses will take a look at this because it can really make a difference um, in their bottom line. And where can people go to find out more information and potentially apply? Obviously, you said the, the value-added producer grant window has already closed, so you got to think about that for 2024. But how about REAP? You mentioned that's on a quarterly basis. How do people go about uh, finding out more information and contacting you? More information for actually both prior programs, even if a value-added producer grant isn't open at this time. If you go to RD dot usda dot gov that can give you information on both those programs you just search those two programs but if you have direct questions you can submit them to ron oman o-m-a-n-n he's our minnesota energy coordinator his phone number is 651-602-7700 Email always works, too, and he can respond that way, too. It's ron, R-O-N dot omen, O-M-A-N-N, at USDA dot gov. So those are two ways um, that you can find out information um, and then get direct information from Ron Omen, our Minnesota Energy Coordinator. Well, fantastic. Colleen, thank you very much for taking a little bit of time and joining us here today. Well, we really appreciate you allowing us to get the word out. Thank you. That is Colleen Landkammer, State Director for USDA Rural Development in Minnesota. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can message Egg Country on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question using their website at eggcountry.com.